Hello, you beautiful souls of the world. Welcome to a very special edition of our podcast. Coming to you from the heart of London, overlooking the serenity of the River Thames. Today, we're zooming in on a global mission that's quite frankly bigger than all of us. Project Rescue Children. Your host today, the dedicated UK director, Chris Harvey, is here on a windy balcony backdrop to dive a little deeper into the story of courage and the relentless fight against child sacrifice and sex trafficking with a true hero, the founder and CEO, Adam Whittington. This initial story is very real, it's very raw, and it's about rescuing the innocent that the world is overlooking. Lend us your ears for just 20 minutes to kindle the flame and let's change the world. Right, guys, so we're here today. We've got Adam here, uh, finally, after spending months and months on the phone, on video calls, text messages, emails, etc. We're finally in the flesh, uh, which is great. Um, Adam's come over here this week to, to well, I mean, why, why are you here this week, Adam? I mean, yeah, but obviously we've got the event coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, the UK's first um, anti-child trafficking and exploitation uh, fundraising events so it should be a great night and a lot of good people coming and supporting so that's why i'm here yeah i mean and i am very very excited about this uh it's been in the making for a while <laughs> yeah it feels yeah. like feels like yeah. a, a quite a while um but being the first one it's uh yes it's it's been a learning learning opportunity for all of us as well but it's it's really showcased to us um how many people are behind what we're doing um it's giving people here in the UK more of the ability to get involved on the ground, which we've seen with a massively growing volunteer team over yeah, the last absolutely. three months. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go in, into that a little bit later. Um, you know, when, when we talk about what's what's going on in the UK and what's what's in for everybody here um, as we grow and, and move forward in this space. But I very rarely get get you here, so I've I've got quite a lot of things that I want to uh, want to ask you today, Adam. Let's so go. Um, let's go. Sit in. Uh, make sure you got your coffee ready and all the rest of it. Um, but I think I think the the first thing really just for everybody that maybe is coming to PRC relatively new, has maybe been shown by a friend or has come across us in one way or another, on a bit about your background. So I'd really like to know, you know, what led you to to start in PRC. Sure. And then I guess what the catalyst was to actually start the charity and say, you know, I, I, I can't see this happening anymore without making a big yeah. change, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. yeah just well, read it off. pretty much. Well, uh, thanks for having me anyway. But um, I've been dealing with child kidnapping cases for probably 23 years. Uh, my background, I was in the Metropolitan Police in London uh, and the Australian military. So it's sort of always been my uh, field. Um, but uh, Child, child kidnapping cases uh, could be from parents, could not be. Uh, I was one of the lead investigators on the uh, kidnapping and murder of Lucy Blackman in Tokyo, Japan back in 2000. So that was a uh, – I was only a young lad then actually. So that was uh, quite an eye-opener and a, an experience and um, taught me a lot. Um, but pretty much so, – so the trafficking uh, – side of things came into it when we were dealing with a, a it was actually a British child yeah. who was kidnapped from uh, Manchester by the mother illegally uh, and taken to north of Thailand to the country called Laos. Uh, the child was dumped there. Three days later, the mother took off to the US, uh, just abandoned the child there. The child was only, I think, 
he was Morgan was his name, is his name, and um, he was under one year. So he was quite a young baby. Do, do, do you have any any clarity as to why? I mean, I illegally taking the child out of the country is one thing, but then what did you say? Three days later yeah, to, three to days just leave him. Yeah. Listen, we don't get involved in the, the in, in the whys and all this sort of stuff. We stick to what we have to do, make sure it's all legal. Um, so basically that was a, a case we were dealing with, one of, you know, hundreds of children we've, we've rescued from, from uh, kidnappings. Um, but it was about 2017 and um, we decided we had to do something. So what happened with that case, um, even though it started off as a, uh, a kidnapping case, it uh, turned very quickly into a trafficking, possible trafficking case. So we travel around the world with these kidnapping cases and we always see children who are uh, exploited or trafficked, but we were never there for that situation because we had another operation to do with the, the kidnappings. You, you had a child to save, you had a mission. And, exactly. And, yeah. So, so uh, when we were doing Morgan's case in Laos, uh, we had to firstly find him because he disappeared for two to three years. Uh, the British government wouldn't help. They were pretty much doing nothing at all. Uh, so the father was just, you know, distraught. Uh, all he knew, the child was dumped uh, in Laos. Uh, no specific location, just a rough location. So we were, we were hired and basically first thing was to find Morgan uh, to see where he was and see too if, if he was alive. Yeah. So we basically had a rough idea in the, in it was sort of a village on the other side of the Mekong river, uh, in Laos, just opposite Thailand. And, um, and sorry, does that, does that river separate? It does. Borders yeah. It's or? pretty much the border between Laos and, uh, Thailand wow. okay. in the North uh, of Thailand. So it was, a it was a situation where we had to think out of the box. So you cannot just go to these countries in rural anywhere. Uh, and just plot yourself in or go in because uh, a lot of culture, a lot of history in these places and they don't allow outsiders. Yeah. So we had to come up with an idea and the idea was to create a documentary company, a fake one. Uh, we created a fake website, phone numbers, business cards. So it was all legitimate and that was our story to then approach the village chief where we suspected Morgan was Yeah. and to request – uh, uh, permission for us to go into the village to document how Laos people live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the that was a pretense. That was the pretense behind getting in there. Uh, it took three days, and he approved it. Uh, so, you know, me and my guys went in as a as an Australian documentary uh, production company, um, and we found Morgan fairly quickly. I think it was within, within an hour. Wow. Because he stood out, right? So he's, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. his father's from Manchester, so he's white, right? The, the rest of the kids are full full Asian yeah, yeah. Laos uh, looking. So he stood out and, you know, we interacted with everybody and just did what we did without looking suspicious. And So you found him, but you couldn't just we go found straight him. in, right? It's, you can't just go in and into these places. One, it's extremely dangerous. Uh, two, we didn't have a plan at that stage to extract him. Yeah. Um, so we, we're, we're sort of uh, with these trafficking uh, cases, they're different than kidnapping cases. Kidnapping cases, you can create plans and, and you know, do things uh, in order and it could take a week, two weeks to extract them. But with the, with the trafficking cases, you've got to do it fairly quickly. Yeah. 
So it wasn't until we started talking to some of the village people just about, you know, our documentary that one of the people was saying that uh, the child was causing some people trouble. And, and mind you, the condition of him as well was shocking. Uh, I don't know how he survived so long like that. His teeth were rotten, everything. He just looked like a, a cave boy, you know, yeah. and nobody was taking care of him. So this one of the village persons told us that uh, he'd been causing trouble, not, not just so much trouble, but nobody wanted to take care of him. Yeah, yeah. So they were talking about, oh, they been told us. Yeah, right? they, they basically said uh, he's going to be trafficked. So that that, that well, sorry yeah because so, so trafficking. Let, let me let me just let me just unpack that for a second. So general people of the village have openly said to you without hesitation or like oh what a crazy thing is happening. Yeah, this child is going to be trafficked. And yeah, it's like there was a high possibility because yeah. he nobody wanted to take care of him. It was you know it's they don't have any money yeah. to feed. Yeah, yeah, so where they can make money trafficking children, uh, and in that area part of the world. Trafficking is very, very high. So uh, for anybody to make quick money uh, and good money for them, you just get rid of him, sell him. And so that was the information we received. So our kidnapping case turned to a trafficking or a possible trafficking case. So we act, we had to act very quickly. Yeah. And we didn't tell the father. All we told the father was you need to come as soon as you can and stay on the other side of the, uh, the border on Thailand side. And uh, we'll meet you there. Um, so we we basically it was a highly highly dangerous operation. Um, something I continue to look back at now and think, "Fuck, what did you do? <laughs> how, you know, how, are I, you still, how are you still here like, doing what you seriously, do?" Seriously, <laughs> if we had got stopped or anything, um, doing what we did to extract him, we'd be sitting in a, a Laos prison still now. But the point was, he needed to be extracted. For his own safety and um, his health, yeah, and yeah. obviously to stop him being stop trafficked. Him being trafficked. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was in contact with the British Embassy, both in Bangkok and in Laos. And and with that, how 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 was that? How did you find well, pretty out much how helpful like, were they? Well, with the, with the kidnapping cases, I've been dealing with embassies and governments for for many many years. Yeah, yeah. they're always the same, uh, and that is can't help you. But if you get him out of the country. We'll be there to assist. Always, always the way. And that was the way with Morgan's case. Uh, they basically they, 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 they don't want to cause risk between those two countries. Well, you've got the you know, you know, different laws and yeah, legislation, yeah, yeah. and and they don't want to step on. Yeah, of course. Uh, legislation too complicated or, for them to get involved, regardless exactly. that there is a a, a life essentially exactly. that is it about doesn't to matter. be lost. And, and this is a British citizen upside down. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a citizen of Laos or anything like that. Um, but the British Embassy wouldn't touch it. Wow. Um, it, it, this, this, this just shows that it's not at face value with individuals. There is a systemic problem in our world that makes it easier for these things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a big problem. And, and like I said, we see it firsthand with these governments. Yeah. Um, but basically, I'd met the British ambassador um, just before the extraction. And he just said, you've got to get him out. And that was our sort of unofficial ticket to to extract Morgan out of there as any way possible. And uh, so we did. We we within twenty four hours of of that situation because we we were scared that he would be trafficked and then he'd be lost. So so it's, it's a it's a race against time at that point, it, right? It was. And, it and was. you don't even know when the countdown is till uh, it wasn't and the, and the thing about it, we hadn't planned for it. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was a quick mobilization of this is plan A. There is no other plan, and it's got to work. It can't fail. Um, and and it did. It worked extremely extremely well. Um, we got him out across the Mekong River. And, and I um, suppose that's a story in itself, that journey. Well, you know, there's the whole extraction and, and, and recovery of him. Um, that's another story again, you know, how yeah, we did yeah. it and, and not many people know. Um, but we, we, you know, recovered him and extracted him across and the father was on the other side of the river. It was an extremely well-organized uh, operation extraction out of there. Um, we got him on the other side, met his father for the first time in years. Uh, we have footage of what, that. And what then, was that like? I mean, that must have been well, a mix. For us, yeah, for us, uh, we don't take any, uh, you know, there's a lot of emotions anyway. Yeah, yeah. But we're there to do a job. Yeah, yeah. And, and our focus is not on, you know, uh, the emotion side of it. And we switch off with that. Well, it's, it's, it's yeah. a job, right? Yeah. It, so that, there, that was, a problem you know, and there's a solution and, and that's what yeah, you're there to do, right? Exactly. So, so the... That was just a part of the operation, you know, the extraction is getting across. So we didn't know were the police, military looking for us, anything. So our job is get out as quick as possible. And once we got into into Thailand, we took him to the British Embassy. Passports were issued and we flew home. And it was actually on the flight from Dubai. So we went Thailand to, to Dubai and then to Manchester. It was actually halfway through the trip uh, where I was sitting next to Morgan and his father, and that was sleeping, and Morgan was actually sleeping on his father. It was probably the the one time I did go like, fuck, that was a great job. And I actually shed a tear for the first time. Not many people know that, but I actually <laughs> shed a tear because the, to see them together, see Morgan safe, uh, it's an amazing thing. And, and now that amount of time, and also, sorry to interject, but also, you know, on those facts and figures, I mean, there's, there's some harrowing figures around, Things like this happening from family members, right? I yeah. mentioned this, I think, at one of our other events, and yeah. a lot of people were surprised about it. But that that probably adds on top of you know the the, the fact that that it, that it did end up being emotion for you, whether normally it isn't because it is a job, but because the amount of time, the fact that it was so close, the fact that that was done by the mother, right? So mm. it wasn't mm. wasn't a kidnapper on the street, it wasn't mm. something like that. It was mm. it was inside that family that was once a family unit, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. the mum, the dad. The, the the child which is the you know the idyllic situation as a as a family for it to just be pulled apart you know as you say not into the don't know all the whys behind it stuff like that but it must be incredible to be able to you know be a be a, be a very large part of well the, the the reason for them being able to to come back together and and Morgan now living in the UK living yeah, a normal life he and, is he's having he's you know he's thriving he's actually excelled in school. He actually wants to go to school Saturday and Sundays, you know. <laughs> whereas in in where he was, he had no life, he had no no possible future. So yeah. you know, there's this these kidnapping cases, and like I said, twenty three years, you know, giving speeches to the governments directly. The FCO uh, invited us after this case. Uh, they sent us a letter uh, of thanks for bringing Morgan home and another case that we did Thanks as for well. doing our job, Adam. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, I've sat with the Australian uh, government as well to advise them on how to prevent kidnappings like this. But in, in the UK alone, there's four to 500 known cases per year yeah. of kidnappings. Funnily enough, we've just been gathering some of those uh, oh. details to, to, to talk about tomorrow night yeah. uh, at the event. So, so it is a massive problem, yeah. you know, worldwide. And that's just cases known. Whereas there's a lot of these kidnapping cases, whether it's family or not, that are not reported, 
uh, and all this sort. So it's a big problem. But so the, um, the, the real number is yeah, much higher. Yeah. So so that's how when we got Morgan back and and it was like the you know kidnapping to a trafficking case, possible trafficking case. We decided then that we must do something for the kids who are being trafficked and exploited. Yeah. And that was sort of the birth of PRC. And from that time on, it wasn't so much longer after that. In 2017, we registered PRC as a charity in Australia. And that was to deal solely with trafficked and exploited kids around the world. And then from there, we're now... Now it's just crazy. uh, We've just done so much. You know, now it's registered in, you know, obviously Australia, the Gambia, Ukraine, Philippines, shortly the UK. Um, it's just growing so fast and so great that we're just doing so many great things for kids, not only in the rescue side of things, but, you know, in the rehabilitation, the education, uh, building rescue centers, schools, they're just PRC now is at the forefront of child trafficking and uh, anti-child trafficking and exploitation. And, you know, with, with, with the growth that's happening in all those places, I mean, we're only going to be able to do more. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the only thing that's really holding us back at the moment is, is funding and awareness and, and, you know, the, the access to funds to be able to do these things, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. you know, I'm, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but there is, there's many, um, cases and there's many things that are, are in the pipeline that are needed, rehabilitation centers, schools, yeah. fresh yeah. water, electricity in, in some of these places, as well as, you know, cases of trafficking and exploitation yeah. stuff that are sitting on desks of police forces that just don't have the resources to do yeah. it and without, you know, uh, intervention from somebody, be it PRC, be it somebody else, um, those those are just going to get overlooked and they're never going to get fixed. But That's if, right, if yeah. we can, as we're growing yeah. and we're building, it means that we can get, well, we, we can we can fund and, and get involved and lead a lot of these investigations and, and bring these, these yeah. children back to... Back to where, where, where they should be. I mean, it's, you know, you've said this to me numerous times. It's a life sentence for anybody that, that has any any interaction with any form of exploitation or trafficking and stuff in their life. You know, it's, you can be extractable, you can be safe from it, but at the end of the day, it's it's a life sentence for these kids. So any, any of these that we can prevent um, or save in situ and, you know, turn their life around, I mean, yeah. one is amazing, let alone... Yeah. Uh, the thousands that we're going to be able well that you have already done over the past six years but also the the amount we're going to be able to do moving forward as yeah. we as we grow and it's it's uh it's a really exciting time uh for prc and and i think you're just going to see more i think we're more just starting we're to be honest i think you know so next as far year, as I, I i i wouldn't say i i would say that there's been so much done already um but i think i think the, the, the way to explain it best is we're starting the next phase. Yeah. So you've got all the operational side. You've got yeah. all the qualified people like yourself and the teams and the educational teams in the countries ready, mobilized, ready to go. But it's that engine behind that we're yeah, building exactly. here that we're going to be able to kickstart funding, kickstart awareness, get more people involved, be able to, to you know, handle more of these cases and, and build more of these centers and schools, et cetera, et cetera, that it's, it's it's the birth of the second phase yeah, of PRC, I think. Absolutely, you know. So yeah. building on the great work that's already been done, and just taking it to the next level. Yeah. Um, so no, we're really looking exciting. forward to it. I mean, there's there's a lot of things in the pipeline, and you know, uh, and and obviously the main focus for the event tomorrow night is to raise enough funds to build. Sorry, uh, to to purchase a, a rescue and rehabilitation center in the Philippines. 
which is vitally needed um, with the amount of work we're doing and rescuing a lot of children there that, you know, at the moment we're, we're having to partner with shelters and stuff like that um, to put the children in, which is what we don't want to do. We want to take care of the kids ourselves. Um, so, so there's a lot of great things happening. Yeah. And, and I think to be honest, that's, um, so, so thank you so much for the, for the clarity around the, the birth of PRC and that, that, that hopefully will give the viewers uh, an understanding of the why behind what, what we stand for and what we are. Um, and, you know, we, we touched on a few other things there around centers and education, stuff like that, which we'll see in some of the other episodes moving forward, uh, where we're going to be talking about education builds and some of the main stuff we're doing, but I'd say, you know, thank you. Thank you for, for, for coming on and, and, uh, talking us through that. It's okay. Um, You're and we'll see you all on the next one. And that's it, my friends. That wraps up today's episode today with the energetic and driven gentlemen, Adam Whittington and Chris Harvey. A massive thank you to all the volunteers and to you for standing with us and lending us your ears for this podcast. If you feel moved to join us at Project Rescue Children and to stay in the loop with Adam, Chris and join our ever-growing incredible team, please follow the appropriate links in the description below. Together, let's amplify this mission and safeguard children everywhere.